You're listening to the podcast of East River Park Christian Church. If you'd like to find out more information about the church or donate to this ministry, please visit us at eastriverpark.church. We pray that this is an encouragement to you as you grow in Christ through the local church. You ready? I'm good. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Behind the Message with Jason and Chris and Jason. I just like the, I like it all now. It just feels good. It feels like we've we've found our people. And, no mega uh, episode this week. There's what? No mega episode. No, this is a regular old episode. Um, if um, Matthew ever switches to first shift, which I know he would love to, maybe we'll add him. I have to get another mic. You can have mine. No, you don't get to quit. <laughs> if, you, if you quit, you have to preach. Oh like, my! Every quarter. You're, these deals, you man. <laughs> it's good for you, <laughs> and uh, people like when you preached. I mean, or they were just being nice. I don't Probably know. just being nice. I mean, I didn't hear anyone that was like, "I hate." <laughs> now I, I've heard people like people have preached since I've been here, and they're like, "Don't do that again." <laughs> <laughs> but they liked when you preached. Baker, I mean, I heard good things. Yeah. Um, I really like listening to you preach because you're—I've told you your your pace, everything is just—I um, don't know. It's just—it's better. I think it's better than mine, but everyone has their own thing. I'm slower. I'm more like Huckleberry Hound. Or yeah, something. that's what I like. I just feel like I feel like at ease. You know, it's like a doctor telling you, "Hey." You're going to die. But just the way that you said it makes me, you know, be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. Um, so, and you've added a lot of, I, how, you've preached twice, right? Yeah. I think your transparency has been helpful. Yeah, no, it's been good, man. Um, all right, well, we're done patting each other on the back here. This is the last behind the message for a little while. Okay, I shared that last week, but uh, it's it's we're definitely deep into the summer here, and there's, things are going all, uh, fast. And next week, I was going, or this coming Sunday was going to be the last First Samuel message for a while, but then I ended it Sunday. I was like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I, did I tell you? Like, I asked Corey. Yeah. Did I tell you? That? I asked Corey. Um, I said, I don't know. I was trying to work on the third point on Sunday. I was typing the message and I was like, I think I'm going to end the first Samuel series this Sunday. I think we need a break. And I said, do you think we need a break? And she was like, yeah, people definitely need a break. And I'm like, All right, well, I could have said it a little nicer, but, um, so we'll start the summer Psalm series, which I've been telling people a summer in the Psalms, which was not, it's sacred exhortations, so that's the summer title for the Psalm series. It's the same one last year, and there's five years of it, so this is summer two. Um, yep. So we got three more summers after this. We'll. I don't know who will be our president, but at the end of the that Psalm series, we'll be thinking about who's the president after that. Um, so, who are you gonna vote for, Chris? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started with the message. Uh, I started the message talking about a friend that got ripped off buying Braves, Atlanta Braves jerseys, which by the way, the Reds are won like 11 in a row. It's incredible. I'm sorry, Chris. 
can you not give us one time? Like every time I turn on, every time I turn on ESPN, it's like, let me tell you about how the Yankees are doing. Finally, the Reds are getting a little credit. Um, So, anyways, uh, question to you guys: Have you ever bought something and then later found out, you know, that wasn't a great deal? Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. You remember? Y'all remember this? The old Columbia House deal. CDs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yep. That was a pretty bad deal. They always get you with the, hey, <laughs> we got eight CDs for like a penny. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, but it's going to be shipping on top of all that. And yep. then not only that, that you have to buy like 15 other DVDs within a year at regular price and all that. Yeah. It's a pretty bad deal. Oh, man. Did, how long did you have it? I don't know. I think my sister did that. I think I did it once. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, like I got yeah, yeah. They got me. Fool me once. Yeah. Shame on me. And then on top, like the CDs were like what like overcharged too. Like you could have gone to Walmart and got the CD for like twenty times less than what you paid through then. As yeah. someone that loves music, I love having like streaming any album that's ever existed. Yeah. But I miss going out on C D release day and buying the mm-hmm. C D and Yeah, but then you kick yourself if it if it is a bad album. But anyways, all right, Baker, how about you? Mine's less exciting than that. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of big holes in our yard, so I went out to buy a bag of soil to fill it up. Yeah. Well, I forked out extra for the kind that had the grass seed in it. Mm-hmm. So I just grew up the grass. It's a wise decision. The grass seed never grew. It's not a wise decision. So now decision. I've got two big holes in my yard with loose dirt, and the 30 stray cats in my yard think I just put out two litter boxes for them. Yeah. So they're like they're just coming and as, as they please, yeah. digging yeah. up and my holes just, again. So you have a worse problem. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. It's not good for you, but it's no. a good. It's a good <laughs> the cats answer. like it. It's a good answer to that question. Um, yeah, I, to me, I think the most recent Sunday, well, this past Sunday, we went out uh, to lunch. We went to Tijuana's, and Corey, I mean, she's raved about it for whatever reason. And I ordered some fish thing, and I think I think it had like spicy cheese sauce on it, which I hate cheese and. <laughs> Corey's like, I don't think it's cheese. And I'm like, it's cheesy enough to ruin this meal. I know that. And I, I thought about she, And she told me. I mean, she knows me too well. She sat there. She's like, he's going to talk about this all day. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Thanks for ruining Father's Day. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That she usually... went to a Mexican joint and bought ordered fish. Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying that i didn't order like a you know sea bass it was <laughs> like tilapia or tilapia however we're gonna say that um okay. yeah you've never ordered fish tacos no nope the i'll say the fish tacos at amigos <laughs> is pretty decent hmm. yeah what no. they can't i mean it's frozen fish they just you know nuked or something I didn't know you were better than me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, 1 Samuel 20. um, I didn't go through the whole chapter, um, but the whole chapter is the context 
for this message. I only went through, what did I go through? Verses 12 through 17, I believe. Um, So the question that we answered on Sunday is what kind of covenant are we in? Uh, First up to bat, Jason Payne, what is a covenant? This is going to set Baker up for this question. Um, Obviously, we see in the scripture, or even the passage from Sunday, that there's a covenant between people. Um, We have a covenant between friends with Jonathan and David. Um, Sometimes that included some sort of ritualistic sign that they were making a seal, a promise to each other. Um, There's two people a part of that covenant. Two people must uphold that covenant. Um, But then also there's covenants throughout the Bible. Um, And so we say, well, what is a covenant? These are covenants that God makes with his people. Um, And so, yeah, it's just Genesis Genesis through Revelation. If you walk through, you can see uh, the covenant with Abraham. You can see where the covenant with Moses, the covenant with Abraham, the covenant with David, um, which I think we'll talk about. Um, and then the new covenant that we have uh, in talk Christ. That. What's that? So we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about that too. <laughs> um, which sets us up, a question I did not answer Sunday, but is important. What part do we play in God's covenant with us? What do you think? Um, in the covenant we are in with God, we are the recipients of the covenant. Um we join God in his covenant by agreeing with him and accepting the gospel, his word. Uh, but he has already done the work of the covenant for us. We cannot do that work. Um, Hebrews 13, 20, 21 says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, Equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So we receive the covenant, and through that, God equips us to align with his will and accomplish his will. Yeah, that's good. Do you believe it's conditional at all? No. I mean, some do. Yeah, I, I, I do not, because he is, is the keeper of the covenant. Okay. And I think the covenant he made with Abraham, where he cut the animals in two and basically put him to sleep because he knew Abraham wouldn't be able to keep his end of the covenant. Yeah. So God made a one-way covenant with him. You know, through Christ, through that sacrifice, God made that covenant with us. I mean, there is obedience but we're not able to be obedient without sealing that covenant, I guess. Yeah. I think that's a good answer to a super complicated question that we can probably do a whole podcast yeah. <laughs> on. Um, so, all right, well, if people are like, yeah, but what about this? Well, that's not the point of this specific episode. So, um, so point one, what I have, three points Sunday? What kind of covenant are we in? We are part of a covenant of gospel truth. Why did David even return to Jonathan? Short and simple, uh, David returned to Jonathan seeking help from his friend. Um, David, also David wanted to know how he he wronged Saul. 
Mm. He asked him repeatedly, what did he, <laughs> what have I done, you know? Right, right. Um, all right, Baker, what was the plan that David and Jonathan came up with? So at the feast of the new moon, David would slip out and go hide in a field for three days. Jonathan would cover for him and say, David... Had, go, had to go to Bethlehem to sacrifice. Then on the third day, Jonathan will go out and shoot three arrows. If they are close or in front of David, then he knows he's safe. If Jonathan shoots them beyond him, he knows that he needs to flee. It's not safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You think it's a good plan? I don't know about shooting arrows at your friends a good plan to start <laughs> out with. The, out in the field. You know, like. <laughs> what was that old is it is it an old Skyrim thing where they talk about an arrow to the knee I never played alright well never mind sorry alright Jason Payne you are you? not on the same I page I know well, let's get there let's ask you a Jeez, question Chris Jason Payne what was the outcome <laughs> of that plan <laughs> well uh, as suspected Saul uh, did not like that David wasn't at the meal, the feast. Um, when Jonathan tries to kind of explain that, stand up for his friend, Saul picks up a spear and throws it at his own son, which is wild. Um, yeah, and then uh, the news is is shared with David. David, you gotta, you gotta go. And I did not end or read the end of that. Um, because there is this meeting at the end. It wasn't like Jonathan heard this news and, or David heard this news and took off running. David comes out of hiding and has this last conversation with Jonathan. In verse 42, he says, Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because we have both, or sworn both of us the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord shall be between me and you, and between my offspring and your offspring forever. And he rose and departed, and Jonathan went to the city. Um, kind of a tragic ending to a friendship, but, um, you know, I guess it's better than staying and dying. So, Another one for you. What word of truth must Jonathan share in verses 12 and 13? The fate of, the fate of David. Um he says in verse 12, the Lord, the God of Israel, be witness. Um, and then he says, if if I don't tell you the truth, if I don't tell you what my father, or even if my father wants to harm you, and I don't tell you that my father would harm me. Um, I was actually reading, <laughs> I was telling staff today, I said, I've, I wanted a break, I needed a break from 1 Samuel. And so this morning I woke up, and my, I'm reading through the... Bible in a year thing and my my I'm starting first Samuel today so <laughs> I read first Samuel chapters one through four today and you do you that is a running theme you see even in chapters one through four that um you know like Lord be my witness I'm going to tell you the truth if I don't tell you the truth it's when um uh Samuel has that dream or vision or visit from the Lord and it keeps waking him up, and Eli's like, tell me the truth. Um, he said, so, anyways. 
So I guess I'm still in First Samuel uh, for <laughs> probably several more weeks, um, but and then I'll be in Second Samuel. Are you still reading your Bible? I'm a couple days behind. Well, but, yeah. the Bible reading plan. Yeah. Not just your Bible. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. You're I right. am behind currently. But. Good. I wanted to do a, like some public accountability Thank with you. you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of being honest, Fortner, what's the gospel truth? Oh, let's see. The gospel truth is that uh, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was also God, to live a sinless life, but died a sinner's death uh, on a cross for our benefit so that we may re- be redeemed uh, to God. Uh, Jesus was then raised from the dead three days later. Uh, when we hear this and we believe it, then we are sealed with the Holy Spirit until we acquire our eternal inheritance. That's good. So with that being said, why should we share the gospel? Uh, first, we're commanded to. Uh, Mark sixteen fifteen, he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Um, also, you know, something that you talked about in the sermon you know, the gospel is the one and only way to enter into God's saving covenant. Mm-hmm. And there is no other way. This is it or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hammered into my brain as we've gone through James 1 on Wednesday nights of the word of truth. Um, like, that's what we need to be quick to hear. You know, we, usually when we hear that passage, we think, well, we need to be patient and listen to others. Like, yeah, that's true. It's true. But being quick to hear, and what James is talking about, you need to be quick to hear the word of truth. Mm-hmm. You hear the word from the Lord, which is very countercultural. Um, so usually when we have issues in our life, we're like, I wonder what Google says about that, <laughs> you know? Or I, for me, um, well, they're kind of going through a little issue right now, but Reddit, I'd go, if people know what that website is, I'm like, I want to hear what, Hundreds of other people say on this topic, mm-hmm. and uh, not that that's not wrong, or that's that not that that's wrong, but we need to first quick be quick to hear from the Lord. Um, so, all right, point two: we or what kind of covenant are we in? We are a part of a covenant of steadfast love. All right, Chris, how is Second Samuel nine? It's Getting close to being my favorite story in the Bible. Okay. How is Second Samuel nine a picture of the gospel? <clears throat> I'm going to butcher this name. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, it's Jonathan's That's son. Like we went on the boat, uh, or not? We don't have a boat. We went on some friends' boat uh, last weekend, and Judah kept. Calling binoculators. <laughs> He's looking through the binoculators. And he said it so much, I'm like, I, I'm okay with it yeah. so being binoculators. That sounds right. <laughs> so, what was his? Phoebeo uh, Chef. The grandson of, of Saul. Of, no. Yes. 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 All right, go ahead. Son of Jonathan. Okay. Um, in in Second Samuel, describes he describes himself <laughs> as a dead dog. Yep. And likewise, um, before Christ, we're dead in our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, David takes um, Mephibosheth in. He feeds him. He protects him, provides for him. 
likewise, Jesus does the same same thing for us and more uh, when we accept and believe in him. Um, let's see, Mephibosheth, he didn't do anything to deserve this. Um, David does this because of the covenant that he had with Jonathan. Yeah. Um, same for us. In the gospel, we cannot do anything to gain our salvation. Um, and as I mentioned before, we was going to talk about the new covenant is that God forgives us of our sins and restores communion with those who believe and put their faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. And even like he doesn't even have any relationship with David. Yeah. Like there's no reason for David to reach out to him other than his love for his, his covenant to Jonathan. Um, yeah, I just and I love his reaction. Like, who am like who am I? Um, I didn't pick up on that, which I should have. Made that would have been a good um, cross reference of dead a dead in sin, and if that's in there specifically to point to that, that'd be cool. Yeah. But regardless, we can see that too. Um, yeah, it's that could be one of my favorite stories of of the Bible crippled this crippled I don't he's probably not I I, I, I picture tiny Tim it's probably like a man you know like <laughs> like I, I picture the Muppets Christmas Carol tiny Tim it's probably still like a, a younger guy you know or maybe an older guy I don't know but it's certainly not a six-year-old child <laughs> so it's good such a good story all right. Uh, for you, Jason Payne, how does the steadfast love of the Lord encourage you? I think the the most it encour it encourages me the most in the sense that like I don't I don't always like me, you know. I I and to to know what I know about me and to know the things I think about the things I struggle with and things in my own past and um just even my own as a pastor my own failures and my own like inadequacies of like every week i i don't lead this church thinking gosh i'm god's gift to east river park i think I don't know if I know what I'm doing <laughs> and I hope no one finds out. So, um, it's just that mentality of like, you don't, I don't even like me all the time. And to know that the Lord, um, his love for me overwhelms me in two ways. The fact that, and I mentioned it Sunday that it, it doesn't forget, um, like that word, you're not, push to the side and then I shared that and maybe an analogy a few months ago like God's not cleaning up humanity and opens a closet and he's like ah oh, forgot about you um well, he 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 loves you his steadfast love for you doesn't forget you but it doesn't grow either um I think I shared that last Wednesday night in the study group you know, God, God fully loves us right now. Mm -hmm. He's not waiting for me to love him more, to sin less, um, to, I don't know, be 
better with my money, be nicer to my kids. Like he's, he fully loves you right now. And it doesn't grow for you. And which, which is crazy to think about. So 10,000 years from now, God doesn't look at us and say, you know, now that you're up here, um, like I, you know, you're not that bad. I, I think I do. You can't, you've grown on me, you know, that's not, he just fully loves you. Now yeah. it's a steadfast kind of love. Um, so I don't know. I just don't steadfast love myself all the time. So maybe that's the encouragement that I have. All right, that was felt, all felt too personal to say into a microphone. Um, what kind of covenant are we in? Three, we're part of a covenant of eternal victory. Well, Jason, another one for you. Why did Jonathan make a new covenant with David? The first one was. The first one was just a friendship. I think it's a deep. Um, forever kind of friendship between David and Jonathan. The second covenant is a covenant with David for generations. It wasn't just David. It was the house of David, which we'll um, talk about here next. So I think it was a generational covenant yeah. with David, even though, as I mentioned Sunday, I don't think Jonathan had any idea of what was really going to happen and all of that, mm-hmm. what God's plan was. Like I just finished Ruth and you read Ruth um, and you're like, all right, why are we telling this story? You know, there, and there's so many good things. There's so many good aspects of, of the book of Ruth and faithfulness and God's sovereignty and, um, and just going through grief. So many wonderful elements of Ruth, but you're like, why is this in here? And then it ends, and you're like, oh, that's why. Because we're kicking off the lineage of David mm-hmm. here. Um, so uh, it's just, I don't know. Even in Ruth, you you finish that book, and you, you realize like God is working behind the scenes in the house of David. So, all right, speaking of that, what is the covenant given to the house of David? Mm-hmm. Buckle in. I've got a question for you after no, this, no. too. You're not going to like it. Probably Go ahead. All right. Uh, it's a covenant that comes to be known as uh, the Davidic covenant. Um, too big. We're gonna, that's where we need that sound effect. It's like we've used too big of words. We're going to beep you out. <laughs> Davidic. All right. Christological. Um, so God promises that he will establish the kingdom of David's offspring. Uh, he promises that David's offspring will build uh, a house for God and that he will establish David's kingdom forever and focus on that forever because it becomes a running theme in this whole section here. Uh, God warns that he he will uh, discipline David's offspring if, if they do commit wickedness, but that also promises that his steadfast love will not depart from David as it did from Saul. Um Finally, God promises David, um, and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Now, this covenant message um, kind of, this is like when the prophets start talking. This is like their, their hope. This is their message. This is their um, their hope, their great hope for, for the future. Um 
and they proclaim that, you know, to all the Israelites, you know, going, you know, from, from after David till, you know, before Jesus comes, um, all the prophets. So this is kind of like where the foundation of that message comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, and this covenant would ultimately, uh, be fulfilled in Jesus, who is the true son, uh, true son of David. All right. Well, here's my follow-up question. Second Samuel seven. It's what we've been talking about. If you look at verse 14, says, I will be to him a father. Yeah, I skipped he over shall that. be to me a son. <laughs> when he commits iniquity. So Yeah, I so mentioned that. I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the son of men. Does that mean this prophecy is prophesying that the coming Messiah, who we know as Christ Jesus, commits iniquity? That the Lord has to punish him? For his sin? No. What do you, what, what does verse 14 mean? I said, I think this, that, his, I said God warns that he will disciple David. I mean, this is, this is ultimate leading up to Jesus, but I think it includes the rest of David's lineage up into Jesus also. Yeah. Um, I said that he warns God, or he warns that if uh, David's offspring, if they commit wickedness, that he will, dis, you know, discipline them. Yeah. But I think he, I mean, he ultimately does discipline, or uh, yeah. Jesus carries our, yeah. our iniquities. That's, what, that's where I think I would answer that, yeah. um, which I was reading that Sunday. I was like, I wonder if anyone's going to have a question about that, uh, because it is like, well, is that saying Jesus sinned? And I think it's twofold, uh, like most prophecies are, of the more immediate and then the right. future. And so in the more immediate, you can say... The lineage of David, there will be men that fall short. There will be men that that need discipline. Even David himself um, yeah. is going to be disciplined. Uh, but then it also points to Christ who took on the iniquity of all men yep. and who God disciplined, or didn't disciplined, but punished and allowed his wrath poured out mm-hmm. and the stripes of the son of men. Um, yeah. So I think it's working twofold there. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we just get jammed up in prophecies because we don't understand them in that way. So, all right. You good? Yeah. No. Seemed like you wanted to fight after that. I did not. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> all right, Baker, why are we so discouraged when we make covenants with the world um we're making covenants with a sinful world a fallen world um i think a lot of times when we try to make a covenant with the world we're looking for an outcome um or something out of it that we should be seeking out of god so it's a counterfeit um and you know the world's always going to let us down Mm. I mean, just, I think, pretty much looking at it like that. And God will never let us down. So I think we look to the world to make covenants to avoid, maybe even avoid that with God. Yeah. You know, we're looking for something somewhere else. And we're not going to find it because there's only one place Mm -hmm. to find that security um, that only God can provide through a covenant. That's good. Sorry, Jason, thing for you. 
How are we given eternal victory in Christ? I'll paraphrase uh, what Tim Keller says on this, um, or at least would apply to this. He mentioned that if Jesus, and he did, walk out of that grave, mm-hmm. um, then everything else is going to, going to be okay. And that, I was just driving, I think I was coming down Siam, I don't know where I was going from the house, coming down Siam, and I heard that, and I was like, that's so true. It puts everything in perspective. If we have died with Christ, we will... Uh, likewise be alive in Christ or are alive and will be eternally alive and eternally alive with Christ that whatever we're dealing with that doesn't feel very victorious since Christ walked out of the tomb all of it's going to be fine it's it, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much debt you have or how healthy you are, or how unhealthy you are, um, or if your job's awesome, or your job is like the worst ever, just paying your bills, and you probably are going to do that until you die or retire, one of the two. Um, Whatever it is, it's going to be okay, because Christ walked out of the tomb. Uh, There is eternal victory. So, it just massively encouraged me because I, I think I was just worried about everything and I'm like man in light of eternity it's just not that big of a deal um, I'm not going to care about it so I don't that's my answer I'm sticking to it we'll pass alright summary response we love the God of covenant so why should we love the Lord um, I have First John four nineteen. Uh, we love because he first loved us. Yeah. Um, but I say the reason that we should love the Lord are countless. Uh, we should love the Lord because of the sacrifice that the Lord has made for us. Uh, we should love the Lord for all that he has provided us with. We should, uh, we should love the Lord for he is worthy of our praise and our love. Mm. Um, I say if we have air in our lungs, we should, we should love the Lord. If we have made... Uh, the choice to follow Christ Jesus, then we should love him and strive to live our lives for him. Yeah. Yeah. We're not a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't love the Lord. Um, yeah, you're not a Christian. So what's our kingdom hope? Bring it home for this little series All right. that's um, lasted 28 weeks. <laughs> that's second, not done yet. Go ahead, sir. Second Corinthians four sixteen through 18. Uh, It's talking about the resurrection of Christ. Uh, It says, So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You know, um, whatever we're going through in life, Physical illness, you know, mourning loss, mourning loss of loved ones, um, just whatever burdens in life we have, um, you know, there's going to be a day that we will be resurrected with Christ. And 
you know, that is the promise. Um, and I feel like the culmination of the uh, covenant that we are in. And so, you know, everything we're going through right now, it's temporary. And, you know, we have the hope, we have the promise of God's covenant. Um, and, you know, God has never failed. Hey, I like it. So it's a good conclusion to this is part three, I think, of Kingdom Hope. Um, if I'm correct, I think it's part three. And then we'll pick it up. We'll finish First Samuel at some point here before the end of the year. I haven't decided when, but um, all right. So we'll end with an ironic question. <laughs> Since Maybe. this is the end of Behind the Message, why should people have been listening? Or why should people listen to Behind the Message? Uh, maybe past episodes, and then when we start back, uh, we we know that one person does not listen to that. Um, that's an elder in our own church. <laughs> Justin's like, everyone keeps saying something to me about it. Yeah. Um, I know. And of course, my own wife does not listen to this. But I feel like you got to give... understandable. Yeah, you got to give it a past she hears me mm-hmm. run my mouth all day long so um i would i need a break from me so i can imagine she does too so what's the, i mean what's been good about behind the message why should people listen to something like this i got three real quick ones all right one which you alluded to to prove justin wrong yeah is a fantastic it's idea. anytime <laughs> yeah people feel sorry for justin and i don't um the <laughs> He crushed me at bowling, which kind of... No, I think he first beat me at ping pong. That annoyed me because I was like, I thought I was decent. (laughs) And then he crushed me at bowling. And then I've had enough of it since then. (laughs) Yeah, he's just... Yeah, he's very good at what he does. Um, Second point, uh, we talked about this before we started recording, but to get to know us better, this is a pretty good opportunity if, if you wanted to get to know... Yeah, some um, of the leaders in the church, yeah. um, which they might, I guess now that you say that, they're like, it makes me question a lot of things I've said on this well, podcast. I, I, well, I put in here, I said, I'm, I'm confident in saying this because we're all pretty genuine. I mean, we are who we are on yeah. this podcast. I mean, yeah. this is, yeah. nobody's putting on a show. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is who we are. Yeah. I think the only show I, I put on is the introduction. <laughs> so... And then uh, I'll ask that put here. If you ever had questions about the sermon or I wonder if there was more to it, sometimes we dive into this, stuff like that that you don't get to cover yeah. um, you know, on a Sunday morning and that we can hash that out more here um, and further explore the Word. Yeah, it's good. How about you, Baker? Um, I've got a chance for listeners to hear more about the content of the sermon. Hopefully it's encouraging and somewhat entertaining. And my last one is, there's a lot worse things you could be doing out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even as bad as this is, <laughs> there's worse things you can be listening to. Um, yeah, I've said since the beginning, it's been very freeing, which I know we're going to take a break, but when especially going through First Samuel, it's been very freeing to know, like, if that needs clarification and I can't fit it into the message, at least there's some avenue that I could publicly do that for those that care. Um, and obviously, we, we won't do that during the when we walk through some of the psalm series, but 
Um, that's been very freeing to me. And I think it, it's a reminder, like, people need to be reading their Bible um, and thinking critically about the Bible, not in a, a cynical um not in a cynical way. I think a way that's saying, well, what does that really mean? And not just reading it because someone told you to read it, um, but to read it in a, I guess, in a critical thinking way to know more about the Lord. Um, and so that it's been a good avenue to do that in the sense that, like, don't just listen to me on Sunday morning. Like, read it for yourself, too. I mean, I'm not always right, and... Um, people have pointed that out and when they do, at least since I've been here, people have been very gentle and kind when they do that and I don't freak out and say like, you don't know what you're talking about like, people you know, I'm wrong a lot, so well you heard it here folks I don't want want people to think like, gosh, he doesn't know what he's talking about out there, I mean, I have studied but yeah, I'm not perfect so, you know, read your Bible and and think through those things and um so anyways it's been fun but we're gonna take a break we everyone needs a break in this life and um, i'm doing that wednesday night study group that will uh, this is tonight's week three i think i've got potentially seven more weeks if i do a full 10 weeks um so that's taking up some extra time during the week but then my kids are home right now this week, which has been pretty exhausting. So, but all right, who wants to pray? Who's gonna pray us out? You pointed to me last time. Okay, I'll pray. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, just again, thank you for this time that we can uh, gather together. Thank you for uh, the Jasons, both of them, for um, giving of their time. Uh, to to do this podcast that um, hopefully somebody out there is getting something out of this that that we're lifting you up and giving you and your son Jesus all the praise and honor that you deserve uh, we just thank you for everything that you've done for us and that you continue to do for us and we uh, look forward to the day that you uh, return and take us home that we can rest in our inter- eternal glory it is in your son Jesus name that we pray amen I like that the Jasons <laughs> Or Jason and Jason. It's a good podcast. Sounds like something I'd listen to. Um, It's the best of the best, right? (laughs)